Attention culture consumers, join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights, Colleen McMillan, Flo Siegel, and Anders Drew, on Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. guys welcome back to part two of the six pack series for stouts and porters and porters (laughs) thanks for coming back we hope you enjoy part two we will be wrapping up the tastings and also figuring out you know where elise lies and whether she's going to continue her stout journey or not will i won't i i don't know we'll find out at the end of this episode though (laughs) enjoy Round two, fight. So now we're going to go with something that I don't know if I'm going to like either. Uh, A type of stout that is becoming more and more popular as time has gone by. Okay. And this is the Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout from New Holland Brewing. We've had other things from New Holland, right? I don't know if we did. Um, I'm trying to th- like the the name sounds. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of New Belgium. You might be thinking of New Belgium. None of their beers really look familiar. They all the kind labels, of have the yeah, the labels don't look familiar. Yeah. So their most popular beer by far is their Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout, and I don't think you can really go to a liquor store around anywhere at this point without seeing it. I think yeah. it's pretty much sold everywhere at this point. They actually, it's so popular that there is a New Holland Brewing website, right? But they have a dragonsmilk.com website. Oh my God. Just built around recipes, pairings, spirits, uh, where you can find it, a store for merchandise and buying the beers themselves. Wow. I mean, it's crazy, I guess, the following for this beer. I watched a video of how it's made, which was more an ad, but it was pretty kind of interesting. They really what kind of went into it. Uh, so it is another 11% beer. It's f- supposed to be served 50 to 55 degrees, which being out here for long enough, I think it is about there. Mm-hmm. The description is roasted malt delivers notes of coffee and chocolate married with sweet undertones of vanilla and oak from a three month stay in bourbon barrels. So they age these, they take these things, they have them wait in what's called purgatory <sighs> as they settle. And then they put these things in these barrels for upwards of three months. And then they take them and they put them in fermenters again. And then they take them and they put them into these bottles. These things are really made with a lot of care and preparation. And a milk stout 
is a stout containing lactose, a sugar derived from milk, obviously. So lactose intolerance people need not apply. And mm. we've had a bunch of stuff with lactose on the show before. Yeah. And lactose cannot be fermented by beer yeast. It adds a sweetness and body to the finished beer. So when you pour lactose in, it's not going to be eaten by the beer to give it that carbonation or to make it alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It's literally just there to sweeten your beer. Hmm. Um, I guess we kind of already knew that. I just thought it was interesting that the yeast doesn't want this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah. I, I, I want sugar, but not, not that sugar. <laughs> sugar. I've never seen sugar do that. Give me sugar. Because uh, any other sugar you put will also be eaten by your yeast and then yeah. change your beer. Yeah. So lactose is really the only way to sweeten a beer. Hmm. I would assume stevia, maybe. Ugh. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. <laughs> uh, but milk stout was originally claimed to be nutritious and was given to nursing mothers along with other stouts. Uh, it was also said to be prescribed by doctors to help nursing mothers increase their milk production. Uh, the classic surviving example of milk stout is uh, Mackesons, uh, which the original brewers advertised that each pint contains the energizing carbohydrates of 10 ounces of pure dairy milk. Uh, the style was rare until being revived by a number of craft breweries during uh, the craft beer boom, which we're in right now. Nice. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the stouts are always the beer that's there to promote health. From the milk stouts to the oatmeal stouts and even Guinness for a long time was supposed to be good for pregnant uh, women. It was supposed yep. to be drink a glass of Guinness a day. It's good for you. And then yep. scientists found out, well, actually, it's got enough antioxidants that uh, a glass of Guinness uh, at least a week is good for heart health and stuff like that. Hmm. But yeah, so dragons, I have not liked any of the milk stouts I've had so far. And I just had one recently, right? And I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. And I don't remember what I had. But I've always stayed away from dragon's milk because it just sounded the most milkiest. The the most milkiest. But we will have it and see. Generally speaking, I I don't think I like lactose in beer. Really? Any of the beers we've had. Um, I'm going to call bullshit on that because Thimble uses it in a lot of their sours. Do they? Yep. They do, but... Also, Thimble has some sours that I don't like, although that we did have the strawberry um, milkshake beer, which I absolutely fucking loved. Mm-hmm. And that used it. There are some that use lactose that I love. Mm-hmm. But when it seems like lactose is your main reason a beer is different or good, I think that's when I'm like, mm. like it's overkill. Yes. When that becomes your one differentiating yeah. item, it's like, how much lactose you put in this, buddy? <laughs> so first of all, you'd expect a milk stout to be creamy looking or and this is anything but a little it's, bit lighter it's bubbly it does have more carbonation it has slightly more of a head than the other ones it is also a little rubier than i think most of the other stouts also true it's got a similar though to the other imperial stout a darker head which i mm-hmm. think is similar to anything that's got coffee notes and stuff like that in it so i will suffer the first glass of this just in case i don't just like in it. case yeah that way you can know to take a small sip i will say it smells really weird but really good but it smells almost like a coffee liqueur and it doesn't really smell like a beer Hmm. well i'll hand this over to you for you to take your sip while i describe my sip okay as the head is being frothy in a in a different kind of way the beer being sweet and it is stronger than the other imperial style it it does taste like there's a lot of alcohol stronger yeah um but that taste is really interesting it does taste like you're almost having coffee with some milk it does, but it's also really strong. It is really strong. If 
but I, I don't hate it. It's another thing where I don't know if I'd buy a whole six pack of these to drink. Yeah. But I understand how versatile that could be and why there's an entire website dedicated to it and recipes using it. Yeah. Recipes and pairings, spirits. I feel like that would lend it. Oh my God. Can you imagine a bread made with that? Bourbon whiskey made with it. Oh yeah. Bread made with it would be great. Dragon's milk, simple syrups. Dragon's dragon's milk, French dip. Yes. Oh man. Dragon's milk, marshmallows. Ooh, white whiskey sours. I might be making those this weekend. (laughs) Maple oak hobo pies. I don't know what a hobo pie is yet, but I'm going to look that up. <laughs> like a homemade moon pie, maybe? I don't know. And there are quite a few different dragon's milk. So I bought the standard, but there's dragon's milk white, dragon's milk reserve, which sounds way stronger than I need. Uh, and dragon's milk solera, which is a fooder aged version, uh, which is very red looking from the yeah. picture of that wow. logo. I am interested to try dragon's milk white, however. It's a lighter drinking experience. Uh, and it has only 6%. So it just seems like a lighter version of this, which I would kind of enjoy, I think. Yeah. Because I think this with a little less of that burn and more of like a, hey, fun times. Yeah. <laughs> fun would times. Be more, I, 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 we drink beer to hang out. We drink beer to talk. We drink beer to chill. Yeah. So when you drink an 11%, it's like- to just get knocked out. Yeah. I mean, you and I go to the bar and we'll, we'll have like three or four beers. You can only But not really, 11%. Yeah, you can only really do one of these. Yeah. Uh, or maybe two. It has a re- real bready notes on the back end. It does. I, I will Which say. Which isn't a bad thing. For a milk stout, I don't hate this. It's just a little too strong. Yeah. That's why I want to try the white. It burns more than the Boulevard, but I enjoy mm-hmm. that the foam is, even though it doesn't have a big head, that foam is a different texture than you'd expect. Maybe from the lactose. Yeah. It almost, it. And even, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe how different it is. It's frothy in a way yeah. that you would get in like an espresso. That's been creamed up in the uh, the steamer. Mm-hmm. And I, the burn's different too. You taste like the Boulevard. We didn't like it didn't taste 11%. Yeah. This tastes 11%, but doesn't burn 11%. Yeah. It doesn't burn like a shot. Which, like I said, other Imperials. Other, well, yeah. By one of the people that we're about to have next, which is one of my favorite stouts. They do mm-hmm. an Imperial that burns like it's a shot of whiskey. Yeah. But it's uh, also called like weapons of mass destruction yeah, or something. Yeah, so. it is. Uh, <laughs> This does not have that same kind of feeling. It feels strong, but it mm-hmm. doesn't burn, which I appreciate. Yeah. This is a burned. I wouldn't have any interest in trying the white version or even this. I would get this again at the, at a, at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like I know dive bar has had this before on draft. Oh, okay. I would, which is very close to us. Yep. If we didn't have a lot of rounds, we only went there for like one or two beers while we're eating. And like we went home, mm-hmm. I would have this again on draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I would imagine it's more enjoyable on draft as well. Just something where we weren't stuck with a full six pack of these. Yeah. Yeah. That did kind of change my mind about milk stouts because I've only had two others before this and I was not a big fan. True. Would you ever get a milk stout again, though? This isn't about me. Uh, If it's based on that, I don't know. I feel like we're slowly getting to the bottom of what you don't like about stouts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next we will be having that thing where I said they make an Imperial that is a little too strong. And that is a beer we have, a company we have featured multiple times in the show now. Mm -hmm. Uh, A brewery that's pretty close. About 15 minutes away if no traffic's there. Uh, That is Thimble Island Brewing Company, a brewery that we have, this was one of our starter breweries. This is just like two roads. 
it was after two roads, but this is one of the ones that one was of like, the first big craft ones along the shoreline of Connecticut that we started frequenting mm -hmm. about a decade ago. The first brewery we ever went on their tour for. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we've actually been on their tour twice. <laughs> <laughs> and it changed a lot. It did. They got a lot bigger in their yeah. production facilities and stuff like that. Even though their building isn't bigger. It's the amazing. First tour, how much the they first packed. time we went on the tour, we were like, oh, it's so tiny. Yep. Here's where we package the beer. And here's our beer calendar things. All right. Bye. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy your flight. Yep. But they put out a ton of different beers. I'm sure you'll see us do another one of their sour series or something this summer. Again. Oh, yeah. They've they been going will, hard on that yeah. and they're they bring it home. Yeah. Not all of them are winners, but they do so many different ones. More than I've seen any other brewery that's not just dedicated to sours. Yeah. They just pump out sours. That Thimble Island really cranks out a lot of beer. They do. Between and that and their facility. like Island Hopper series. Island and Hoppers. Yep. And just their variations on all their different beers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Thimble Island is also famous on Crack One Open as being one of uh, my favorite pumpkin beers. Yep. And they have a vanilla coffee stout that is one of my favorite stouts in general. <laughs> so I thought. Uh, the last two are basically some of my favorites that mm -hmm. I was like, Elise has to try again. Let's see. She hasn't really had any of these. Yeah, that I can tell you this. I have not had in a long time. Yeah. Since she kind of expanded her horizons, I think, yeah. in terms of beers from this podcast. So we'll see what she thinks of this. So unfortunately, the beer bottle doesn't have a picture of what it says. And I only got a single bottle. But the website has a picture I've zoomed in on. <laughs> and that is where I'll be getting my Now you're on my beer fesser level. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Let me see if I can read this sideways. This is this is how deep this is getting. <laughs> With our uncharted series of brews, we seek to push the boundaries of beer styles and our brewing expertise. Our Willoughby's Coffee Stout has been one of our most popular brews since we first put on a tap alongside our American Ale. Over the years, we have continued to experiment with this recipe, adding new flavors and ingredients. Our brewers came up with a new version that enhanced many of the great qualities of our coffee stout and brought new unique elements to the brew. The result is the perfect combination of the caramel flavor of the roasted malts, the rich taste of coffee, and the sweet smoothness of vanilla. Originally only available in limited batches in our brewery tasting room, we are proud to offer our vanilla coffee stout in bottles. I can't believe I read that. That is so fucking blurry. My eyes hurt and I have a headache now. Let's drink this beer. It, <laughs> it looks like the Star Wars scroll, but like for as you're getting further down. Yeah, it gets blurry and blurry yeah. as you go down for sure. Uh, it's taken from a zoomed in picture of their six pack for some reason. That is the best I can do. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's a good explanation. It's true. Honestly, I don't remember their original coffee stout. And I don't know if this is like a recent six pack where they said they've changed it, but mm -hmm. I mean, we've been going to Thimble Island for a long time, so we've probably experienced the changes before. Yeah. But we're just not aware of them. So I'm going to have this in the Thimble Island glass. How I've been saving this for Thimble Island. Again, we go to Thimble Island a lot. We've got t-shirts. We've got cups. They've just redone their brewery. We have not been in their tap room since they've fixed it up. No, nah, but we're, we're there excited during to During the fix up. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend you go to Thimble Island if you're close in the Connecticut area. Oh, yeah. It's such a personal experience. The brewery tour, the flights, the little cask uh, beers. Yeah, it's so cute. It's a really great place. And you can do a boating tour as well around the Thimble Islands mm -hmm. that ends or begin, uh, ends at the brewery as well. And I think they serve the beer on the boat as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but that is through a different website, but you can't get that yeah. tour. So this is another dark beer. 
It's got a decent head on it. Again, not as much as the oatmeal stout from yeah, Samuel Smith's. But more than the porter. More than the porter. Oh my God. It just smells like I want to make love to this glass. I will hand <laughs> it to you to do your hey. first sip. Uh, this is honestly. Mm, it smells like a cookie. This is one of my favorites. This actually might beat the next beer, which is kind of sacrilegious to me, but I think this is better. Mm, yeah. It's, it smells like a cookie and it tastes like vanilla coffee. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it smells like right off the bat is that is a vanilla coffee. Although mm-hmm. I do get your cookie because of the roasted malts and stuff. It's mm-hmm. got those toasty notes that a stout would have. And I think that the stout is like basically burnt toasty sweet bread mm-hmm. mixed with the coffee notes makes it and vanilla makes it smell like a cookie. Much lighter on the carbonation than the other two or the last two. Mm-hmm. But Which is surprising because the other two no are less enjoyable. Interesting. So, I, yeah, I, I really think that it comes down to flavor first and mouthfeel second for me is what is going to make or break a stout. Hmm. I quite enjoy that, but we already knew that. <laughs> it's just been a quite, we did not it's know been, that. It's been a while since I've tried it. You were not a or, huge fan of it back in the day. You were a fan of the next one. This is not one you were a fan of back in the day. Or am I thinking of just the plain coffee stout that I liked from them? No. Because they do put out. There's variations of this. Uh, there were variations of this. Oh. I believe now it's just vanilla coffee stout and has huh. been for quite some time. Okay. But maybe. Uh, again, who knows? Yeah. I wonder what kind of vanilla they use or uh, like a different. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm saying the, the vanilla in this is not quite the same as the vanilla in the Breckenridge, Breckenridge they, which was Madagascar. Breckenridge said Madagascar. Yeah. I'm going Tahitian then. I only know two kinds of vanilla. Yeah. Well, that those are, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, those are the. But you're right. This is a very different kind of vanilla-y yeah. vanilla. But I think this is, oh my God. <laughs> the smell, people. If you could only smell, if we could only transmit smell-o-vision on the podcast. Smell-o-vision. And granted, these next two are kind of, I give a bit. The next one you can definitely find in like 44 states or 45 states now. Yeah. This one, yes, you could only really find around Connecticut or I think maybe some of New York now maybe Massachusetts, but they self-distribute. But Thimble Island, if you're in Connecticut or you're doing a brew tour up the Northeast, stop by Thimble Island. Yeah. It is so worth it. And it it, it's such fun a variety it's so of stuff. small, but it's so big in this at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It is the biggest, smallest brewery that I know of personally. Oh. <laughs> It's so different from most of the stouts because it's also so light. This is the it only is. stout really on this is. list that is as light as Guinness is light. Yeah. That yeah, takes away agree. that presumption that a stout has to be heavy, 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 heavy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really sweet. It's almost a little too sweet, this batch. I think this is sweeter than the last batch. I like to say they always change it up. But it's not syrupy sweet. No, because it's not cloying. But that vanilla and the coffee are just like, Mm, so sweet. This is definitely a dessert drink. Yeah. This is definitely a, a drink you drink with ice cream, pie, cake. Oh, vanilla ice uh, cream. Oh. Anything. Like this is the beer to have with your dessert mm-hmm. or at the end of a meal just as dessert almost yeah. as well. It is so, so good. And it has a lot of the qualities of our last two stouts, but while only being 7% ABV. Oh, okay. Which I think adds to kind of that lightness. It's not very heavy. It's very... um very light, not very dense. The gravity of this beer must be much lower. But yes, I very much like this beer. <laughs> All right. It's time for the last boy. 
So this beer I could not find in a single bottle at the liquor store we always frequent. I had to go to the brewery to get this for some oh, reason. Oh, darn. Yeah. So I have to get a six pack, but <laughs> it will be finished. <laughs> uh, and that is, of course, I'm sure anyone has expected this to come up. <laughs> Two Roads does a stout. <laughs> <laughs> they do an Expressway cold brew coffee stout uh, that is absolutely out of this world amazing. I don't know which one I prefer now. I think the Thimble Island changed a little bit and was a little sweeter than I remember. It was different, yeah. So this might make Two Roads the reigning champ, but I don't know. I mean, I liked a lot of these, to be honest. I, I'm a big stout fan. Mm-hmm. They're just a little too heavy to have a bajillion of, like uh, like an IPA yeah. or something. But I do really like stouts and porters. But uh, this ain't about me. This is about you. <laughs> also, this is a coffee steeped in an oatmeal stout. So this is a coffee stout and an oatmeal stout. Uh-huh. Mind blown. Big flavors merging ahead. That's what the can says. All right. Give me that last remaining glass. You got it, boss. So the one bad thing about Two Roads Expressway is that we're not best friends with Phil Markowski yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we have not gotten the lowdown straight from the brew man's mouth himself. Uh, we did get his book. We still have to read it. So this has much more of a head, this much like much the other oatmeal stout. Like the, yeah, so it might be like an oatmeal stout thing. But it's a darker head because of the, I think, the coffee and the espresso. Yeah. And you can absolutely smell the coffee, which is awesome. Which, because we go to Two Roads uh, way more than we should. <laughs> um, in their gift shop, they actually sell the coffee they use in their beer. Uh, from Shearwater Organic Coffee, which is in Connecticut. Shearwater Organic Coffee is named after the long-winged seabirds known for vast migration of over 8,700 miles. We got a lot of birds Damn. in Connecticut. We think it's the perfect metaphor for the journey our beans take from the organic coffee farms of Central and South America, East Africa, and Indonesia to our small batch organic roastery in Connecticut. To protect the organic integrity of every bean you purchase from them, Shearwater only roasts certified organic bean coffee beans in their Connecticut roasting facility. Some roasters roast organic and non-organic beans within the same facility, but that's a compromise they will never make. Uh, And I will tell you, after having this coffee, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I was so excited when I saw this in their gift shop. I was like, oh, my God, it's the <laughs> beer that they serve for the. Uh, and it was a day of many beers. I yeah. don't remember what day that was, but we went to quite a few breweries that day in some kind of celebration. <laughs> but I bought this pre drunk. It was just yeah. I was just like, I got it. I was so excited. Pre-drunk. Like, we just got to get this. <laughs> and we bought you it. You would have gotten it anyway. I would have gotten it drunk drunk. But you were I'm super, saying I wasn't super, drunk yet. Yeah. I'm saying I wasn't drunk. I'm just super excited. Yeah. So I was like, I had to get, and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, You've tried the coffee. I've tried the coffee. Mm -hmm. I actually like this coffee so much. I brought this bag into work and my coworkers have this coffee. Like it is so good. And I think that's why the beer itself is amazing. Uh, And the beer itself says in a process unique to two roads, we mix a locally roasted Ethiopian Sumatra blend of beans with a rich oatmeal stout under pressure, like espresso, but without the steam using our German-built Brunick device, which we have not seen. No. I want to take a look at that. I wonder if next time we're at the brewery, we can see it from the plate glass windows over the brewery. The mixture is steeped for several days, resulting in a true cold brew coffee stout. Hop on the Two Roads Expressway. Mm. It does contain lactose to sweeten it, to give it that sweetened coffee. Oh, interesting. Okay. See, for me, this this is coffee beer. 
I would disagree. I don't get a lot of the same toasty malty notes that necessarily are more prevalent in the other ones. Mm -hmm. It also has less of a smell than the other ones. Do you think so? I think so. I would disagree. It's, I think it smells like you're you're sniffing a coffee. Yeah. But I can really smell that coffee. I don't think it's the least smell e <laughs> the least smelly of them. But I think it doesn't have as strong like Thimble had a stronger smell. I don't know if the oatmeal stout had as strong a smell. Yeah, that's true. So full disclosure, I yes, I I do enjoy Espressway. I'm not saying this to knock on it at all. It's literally the only fault that I'm finding with it. It leaves my tongue a little dry. That might be because it's cold brew coffee without milk uh, or cream or anything. Yeah. That might be the amount of coffee that is in That's it. in it. <laughs> but I know you like yeah. Espressway. Mm-hmm. So that's also one of the reasons I saved it for last. So now you've had all of them. Mm-hmm. Before we go into like, what's your favorite? What makes Espressway something that you've always kind of liked? I think because it is that cold brew taste really coming through and cold brew is really the only coffee that I like or enjoy. Debatable, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know you do like the cold brew stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's carbonated cold brew. It doesn't, it doesn't taste like a beer as you suck it down. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't disagree with you there. I think the cold brew definitely has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Instead of just putting coffee beans in, actually having cold brew coffee in there. Gives it the smoothness, the depth of this lightness, of coffee flavor. Yeah, the depth of coffee flavor without the bitterness of just being pure coffee beans. Yeah, really helps to lighten it up. And I think that's something I really liked about the rise and grind that we did. But that oh, was coffee yeah. with beer in it. Yeah, or coffee with alcohol in it. Yeah, and that was from Half Full, mm-hmm. by the way. For those listeners who want to find that episode, I find that maybe that might be the reason. Is it is coffee. And not coffee beans or espresso beans. Okay. It is actually coffee and maybe that smooths it out. And I think maybe oatmeal stout might be one of the best stouts because I like this and the scent. This isn't a br- an episode about me, so I'll just say it right now without any kind mm-hmm. of like brrr, drum roll. The espresso is great. Mm-hmm. The Samuel Smith is amazing. Uh, I could drink both of those all day. I also like the Boulevard mm-hmm. in small doses because it's so strong. Yes. But I think that is my fa- those are my fa- those two are my favorite. The thimble was a little too sweet this go around, but I know I've liked it in the past, so I know it's going to change next year when I have it again. But right now it was a little too too heavy on that vanilla and sweetness. Yeah, it was yeah. cloying. It yeah. was a little too like. Espressway has always been the same. They don't change year to year like that. They're they like other things. The Espressway is a yearly that thing that Tiro does. does. Yeah. yeah. They they keep producing this one and the nitro is even better because the nitro almost seems like there's cream in their coffee because they mm-hmm. nitro put it on. And then the nitro is the smoothest, coffeeest beer I've ever had. And it actually more than even rise and grind, which is literally just coffee with a little alcohol in it, tastes like I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. So if you go to two roads, which, as we always say, go to two roads. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're just passing yeah. through Connecticut. Fly Liter- to Connecticut to have <laughs> two roads. Like if you're listening to a podcast about beer, you're you're that kind of person. So might as well just do it. <laughs> uh, it. It really is absolutely just fantastic. And I don't know, maybe I just haven't had the Thimble Island in a while, but this just blew me away. It more blows than it out. It of water. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so good. Expressway was always going to be number one. I didn't know if it was going to be my number one. 
Uh, oh, but are you giving you a are you giving us a hint on yeah. where you're rating things? Yeah. All right. I think I have a pretty I okay. So hold your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rate from last to first. Last to first? Oh. Yeah, I mean, we already know what our first is. Okay. Last, I probably doesn't mean you don't like it. It just means that it's out of these beers I've I've chosen. Yeah. Last, I would unfortunately probably put Dragon's Milk. Okay. Little too much. Little too much for me. (laughs) Little too much what? Yeah. Dragon's Milk is a little too heavy on, heavy handed in the alcohol and not enough payoff in the flavor for me. Okay. That would be, that would be number six. Number five, I would put Boulevard. Not that I, I think it is extremely complex and interesting and I'm glad that we tried it. But again, I don't think it's something that I could have more than a couple sips of. So just by the the point of like, okay, it, it, you know, I enjoy a sip. I appreciate it. If it's not drinkable, that's another big factor to consider. Right. So even in the stout world, crushability is always a factor for you and for me. Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise, what's the point? Okay. If I can, if I can only finish half a draft, no, I got you. That's eh. that's a perfectly valid reason. Okay, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what it is about stouts. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next, I would put the Sam Smith. I think that I could actually put away more of that because it is more carbonated and enjoyable, and I want to cook with it <laughs> as well. <laughs> but it's still a little bit heavier. Um. Surprisingly. I think I'm going to have to knock the thimble back to number four. I was expecting to put that at number two, just in my, in my head. Okay. Um, But I, I, and it could be very well be the batch, the, mm-hmm. the, a little bit too much of the vanilla. Um, Was it too sweet for even you? A, a little bit. The wow. vanilla just, for some reason, it didn't taste. Natural. It, yeah, it didn't taste artificial in any way. It wasn't like, ooh, like like a car freshener or anything like that. Like dryer's ice cream. Just n- <laughs> Fryers. Fryers ice cream. <laughs> it wasn't an artificial vanilla necessarily, just not the kind of vanilla that I prefer. Sure. Breckenridge would be number two. Flavorful, easy drinking. We already know we liked it. And then Espresso, number one. No question. As you drink more of it. <laughs> so, so I think I'm getting a better idea of what it is about stouts that you don't necessarily like. So I don't remember if we did this in the other six packs, but I'll give you my order just a little quicker. Okay. It would be different than yours. <laughs> Dragon's Milk would still be last. Mm-hmm. Thimble would be second to last. Damn. It is, it is too sweet. How the mighty have fallen. It, it was. I really expected Thimble to be my number one choice. I expected to really be torn over Espresso and Thimble and then choose Thimble at the end. Huh. Thimble is my second to last. This batch is too sweet. It's too fake. It's too vanilla. It is not what I remember the old batch being. Uh, it's been. have It's not been that long since I've had the same thing last time. It's only been about a year, year and a half. Yeah, at least a year, though. It's probably been about a year and a half, and that's not what I remember. So that gets knocked down. If I knew what yeah. that was going to taste like, I would have picked a different stout. Which is unfortunate, because like you said, like it there there have been superior versions right. of the same beer. That's the thing is like, what's there is still good. It's just too much of one thing over the other. Yeah. 
which is why I put it above Dragon's Milk. But honestly, this might have been last place. Dragon's Milk opened my eyes to at least milk stouts where mm-hmm. I'll try other milk stouts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible, but it's not something I'm like super interested in going back to. Yeah. Because it's such a high alcohol content. Uh, but my, if we can find that white version. I'm very interested to try that white version. My next one. Anything after this gets tough. Those two are easy. <laughs> yeah. Anything after this gets tough. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. See, for me, making crushability such a big factor is the only differentiation in in some of your choices. For some of them, yeah. That's going to have to be mine. So I'm going to have to do Boulevardus third because it's just a little too strong. A little bit. It doesn't taste strong. It just is strong. So I know I'm going to have to drink responsibly. Yeah. I know that. Not that I don't drink responsibly normally. Well, yeah, I just know that I'm going to but- have to put extra like time into that beer yeah let it hit first butler because uh, yeah it's gonna get you yep but i thought it was great and i thought the flavors all combined together it is i was not it might be third to last but it was everything i hoped it would be and it was still so great and i still want to try all the boulevard beers very impressed by it it's just not something that i would reach for right but that further increased my love of boulevard and my want to try the other and mm-hmm. the liquor store we go to to get a lot of these beers has i think four more different boulevards Ooh. and this has only increased my want to get the rest of them yeah like holy shit they they know what they're doing oh yeah my next would have to be the breckenridge okay. uh, brewery i love it it's vanilla it's porter it's awesome it's delicious it's almost year round mm-hmm. i love it. it yeah i would say that would be the closest to something that I could drink year round aside from a Spresswai. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect, I think, almost. And the only reason, uh, and I'll, I'll list why it's like not the second to first, um, why it, the next one beat it, but it, it, it's just so good. Yeah. So good. But the oatmeal stout from Samuel Smith beats it because the oatmeal stout from Samuel Smith is historical mm-hmm. and awesome. It hits all the points. It hit all of my uh, wannabe archaeologist history yep. professor <laughs> points and my Anglophile points. It, it just <laughs> it just hits a lot of things for me. But most Play of that funky music, white boy. Yeah, Sorry. I'm really white. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the history behind it is really cool, and I really like it. You know, I I you know we just did the play the funky music white boy joke, but I. <laughs> I also really like Zingu beer, um, which I believe is African mm-hmm. because of the history about that. But and and the Midas Touch beer, which I believe the, oh, is um, on the Horn of Africa head. because the, from Dogfish Head, based on the true story of Midas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And based on archaeological finds. I just it's the history of beer that I f- just fucking love. Yeah. I love the idea that we only settled and became a civilization because, because of, beer. of beer. And <laughs> I, beer. it helps to make something better for me. But also, as a stout, it had a foamy head. It had a light texture. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go out and, lim- and say, at this point, we know Espressway is going to be my number one choice. Yeah. But my number one, number one choice, if we didn't do the Irish St. Patrick's Day episode, mm-hmm. would have been Guinness. And that's why this is my number two. Okay. Because this is light and easy and mm-hmm. breezy and watery uh, and not... <sighs> Watery not, in the not, best ways. Yeah. Like not watery in like, oh, it's watered down. Watery pee. in a drinkable way. It's so drinkable, so oaty, so flavorful, so thick on the head. Mm-hmm. Fun to drink, not filling, not heavy. 
It's just a fantastic beer. I could drink that one pint and 2.7 fluid ounces. Whatever kind of standard unit that crap is. <laughs> I would drink the crap out of that, just like I do Guinness. Yeah. You know, I could drink a million Guinness and still feel like I could eat. Ginnai. Ginnai. <laughs> I like that. That's, uh, that's the thing about Guinness is everyone thinks it's heavy swamp. Like, that's my mom's health thing. It's heavy swamp water. It's not, though. I, and I, it really isn't. I acknowledge that it's not, it's not heavy. It's not heavy at all. It's, it's just boring. I don't think so. I think <laughs> you're boring. Hey. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think it's. <laughs> don't take that out on me. <laughs> it's light and airy and delicious. And I think the oats only add to it. Yeah. Much like the flaked oats in the uh, cerveza that we had. And mm-hmm. the. Wicked Bueno. Wicked Bueno. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking no, about. I forgot the name. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I met Cerveza from Tribus. From Tribus. Oh, okay. Like oats really add something to a beer, and I've only just started As you're to realize your this. Shirt. I am <laughs> the one that you got me. Yeah. Oats really add something to a beer that I didn't really notice until about a year ago. Yeah. And oats are really, really interesting and really great in a beer. And very versatile. So, like, yeah, from the Cerveza for the summertime all the way to an oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. These flaked oats are, are banging, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, just, oh my God, have anything oats you can. And then obviously number one is espresso because it is, smells like coffee. It doesn't smell overly sweet like the Thimble Island tries to. Yeah. It's, I would even say there's a little hint of vanilla in it. A little bit. But it doesn't seem like it's something that they really, they like they purposely they push for put it. in there. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a note that it happens to be. It's smooth like a cold brew. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of carbonation. It's. Like you're having a carbonated cold brew from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Uh, that's right, Dunkin' I think- Donuts. I said Dunkin' Donuts. I'm from the Northeast, and <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is better than bitter, shitty fucking Starbucks. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a line. Our podcast is Dunkin' all the way. Dunkin', <laughs> call me. I will rep you all we the way. We run on Dunkin'. We run on Dunkin' for real. <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's nitro version. It's only better. And I'm not even talking the nitro version right now. Yeah. This is exactly what it means to be. And exactly what it should be. Yes. This beer is absolutely amazing. And I think, like I said, I understand your lineup, what you're looking for in a beer, why you don't like a it's it's crushability. Number one, mm-hmm. that's first and foremost, which is why you don't like stouts and porters or a lot of. Yeah, them. I think that makes sense. I think based on not, your version of the lineup, that is of number one taste or interest or or uniqueness. It's yeah. Can I can I actually finish this beer? I think it's a lot of stouts and porters when we get them in different breweries, and this seems to be everywhere. Is everyone's trying to do the imperial stout or the whiskey barrel aged stout and or it's this? Like, why? And it's all because they're t- they taste good, but they're always not something you want long term. Mm-hmm. They're not the espresso, which is this is a year round beer. They are one offs, limited time offers. They're experimental sometimes Mm -hmm. because they are so strong, because they are so drying. They are heavy. Mm -hmm. Their gravity is a lot. There's a lot of gravity. Like like when we poured, which one was did I pour? I think it was the The, Boulevard. Whereas like I poured it and I was like, this is heavy. Yeah, and I can feel that this has a gravity. This has a weight Mm -hmm. in the glass that is more than the others. And I think that is something that affects you. I think that what I've learned that is different than what I thought, it is not the taste. It is not the notes of a a beer that affects you because you put Thimble Island pretty low as well. And I think that this particular batch, though, because like you, I remember it being better for sure. But 
Also, you have a habit of liking sweeter beers than me. Mm-hmm. And this might be a push your limits of sweetness, but it's still got the same notes. So clearly that is not something that isn't as important to you. Yeah. I think the gravity of a beer is very important to you. And I think yeah. a gravity of the beer is almost paramount to your crushability factor. You know, everybody likes to say crushability in terms of what a beer is. I think that is your number one. That is that is crushability to use gravity. Yeah. So crushability, the notes of it, you prefer coffee notes or oat oh, notes yeah. over notes of whiskey, over notes of dark fruits and, mm-hmm. and the like. Then the carbonation okay. yeah. is also surprisingly not a factor. Not necessarily. Because this has next to no carbonation. Even in its carbonated uh, CO2 form, this beer is not the nitro, but is not. It's not heavily carbonated. I think it's, it's the least like- carbonated we have in our batch. I think it's taste. Surprisingly, I think it is coffee over chocolate. Yep. I think it is gravity in terms of your beer taste. That is the reason that you don't like stouts We're as breaking much. it down. But with my Saison episode mm-hmm. and this episode. Are you more likely now to try Saisons than you were before? Or are you basically at the same point you were back then? Stouts? Right. Compar- <laughs> comparatively, like how I was with the Saison episode to how you are now with the Stout. Yeah. Slash Porter. I mean. What has this episode done for you? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I think I will be more likely to at least order tasters of Stouts more often than I used to. Because of this episode? Be- yeah. Nice. Nice. We've gotten we've gotten somewhere. All right, I'll put that in my notes. I'll bill you hourly like a regular psychiatrist, but I'm a beer solidist. <laughs> beer solidist. <laughs> You're the professor. I'm a beer solidist now. Nice. So yeah, that's cool. I'm hoping you guys enjoyed this episode of our six pack series. It ran a little longer than six most pack episodes, series! but that's the whole thing. Was we're experimenting, we're trying new beers, we're going over some beers. Uh, if you guys like this episode, let us know. Let us know if you want us to do more six packs. We're definitely going to do more six packs. That's not. In yeah, the it's not really enough. So <laughs> let, let us know, know what, what six packs. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. So be the deciding factor. Yeah. Captain us on our journey into six packs. There beers. we go. Find a beer type that you think based on what you've seen in other episodes, we might not like or might not might really not know touched a lot on of. or. Yeah. If, I know there's as long like, as we can order it. We're down. Yeah. In a six pack series, don't give us specific beers that might hinder us. Yeah, or um, it, or, or maybe give, give us, us a, a few ideas yeah. of, of what you would like us to include. If and we, we can all find go looking it. for them. Like um, I know we haven't really tackled Berliner Weisses a lot. Um, there are mm-hmm. other lactose kind of beer, like other fruity beers that are a little more like creamy that we haven't gone over as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and styles, and we'll go over them. Yeah, you know, European. There's a lot of Asian styles we haven't really done yet. You know, South America, Africa. We got America, the whole world Africa. open to us. Yeah. There's so many choices. Let us know. We'll try to find some stuff. So, yeah. If you enjoy this episode, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or just shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions like we were just talking about because we always want to hear from you. Always, especially if you're a brewery, <laughs> we want to work directly with you and do an interview. <laughs> what um, else you got to plug? <laughs> I've got 
a bunch of other stuff. I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences in its initial run, we'll discuss what we love about it. Maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. Uh, you can find Forgotten Cinema on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a bunch of new video series in production as well for different platforms, so keep an eye out on that. I'm sure we'll be plugging that. Forgotten Cinema is big time now, and we've just celebrated our 100th episode. Woo-hoo! Two Player Bros is another podcast I do with my buddy Dave, sometimes my brother Alex, where we talk, we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join us when we talk about Xbox, PlayStation, PC, VR, Nintendo, Xbox, I think I said that, I don't remember. We have it all. We play it all. That is available at twoplayerbros.com, forgottenentertainment.com, or also wherever you get your podcasts. That's all I got podcast-wise, but I also do audiobooks. My name is Michael Butler. Look for me on Audible. I've done Sour, Coffee at Midnight, Final Girl, The Murder of Kelly Christopher is coming soon. These are horror books that I have done. If you like horror, go watch them, go go listen to them. They're awesome. I've also got Switch, Art, Fraud, and Gangsters, which is a British crime novel where I do British accents. That's pretty cool, too. I've got Vacation Planet. It's another sci-fi novel I've done. Find these books and buy them. I don't get paid unless you guys buy them. And uh, uh, I got my last paycheck. It was like five bucks. It was like 12 bucks. It sucked. Buy more books. (laughs) (laughs) And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.